Hey guys, uh, here's another follow-up from our submission and confidence video. So this is a really great comment because it addresses a lot of things that are very common to, to most Western cultures. So she says, um, hi, uh, where I live, what you are talking about doesn't exist. Religion is almost inexistent here. I have two questions for you. How do you see a society with your life philosophy? Imagine all the women at home, like in the early 1900s, who would be the teachers, the nurses, the doctors, and all those necessary jobs for your community? So on this one, it's a great question because right now we live in a society where it's 50-50 or it's even more. Like if you look at college now, I think it's like 60-40. Yeah. Like there's more women in college than there are men. Um, Especially Christian colleges. Yeah. <laughs> and so our workforce right now, what we're seeing is a tax force. So the reason that women came into the workforce in the first place was during the First and Second World Wars when all the men were away fighting wars and dying they needed women to fill the factories. They needed women to drive the logistics. They needed women to take all the jobs that the men had vacated to go and fight and die. So when the men came back, instead of saying, thank you, the men have come back, let's go back to how it was, the government realized, oh wait, number one, we have a huge tax base now because everybody's earning money. The corporations realized, oh wait, we have a huge consumer base now because everyone's earning money. The government services were like, well, we have to look after the kids now. We have to look after the grandparents now. There were so many monetary incentives to, to getting women, to getting women to, out of the home, out of the home, and keep them in the workforce. And so, if you had to look today, of well, how would society work without work? Like, if you just halved the workforce today, it would be chaos. The world would fall apart. And it's like, no, wages would double because the men would now have to take on double the work. Apparently, double the work. But we can admit all the jobs we've been a part of, like. Half the time, it's just busy work. It's yeah. not really work. So that's not a problem. But number two, if there's fewer people to do the work, that means people actually get work done. It means work gets done by the people who work hard. They get paid more. Now, the other side of this is your costs go down when your wife is at home. So your food costs go down, your childcare costs go down, your healthcare costs go down. All the services that are outsourced to government and corporations can now be done in-house. And she addresses the thing about uh, women being nurses. And uh, a great thought about that is back in the 1900s, women knew so much about uh, homeopathy and taking care of each other. They had old, wise sayings and they had skills. things that their grandparents and their ancestors had taught them about how to take care of wounds, how to stop bleeding with this specific herb, how to uh, heal a sickness. There were things that were helpful with that. And, and they were in a time when sanitation wasn't even known about. And these women knew how to take care of their family in sickness and how to keep their family from getting sick and even not in the greatest circumstances we live in even better times than mm -hmm. they did because we have great sanitation yeah. and most of our sickness today is actually from poor diet and stress and again what takes care of that is a wife being at home being able to grow or cook or source her own food yeah. for her family and then the stress part is two crazy rat race couple a couple who come home stressed out, they fight, there's money problems, there's the children are out being indoctrinated at public school and being bullied and being all this bad stuff to them. It's like, of course there's gonna be issues. So then you have to drug the children, drug the wife, drug the husband. Then we're, we're, we have health problems, so now we have to go to 
to the hospital where they charge you just 500 bucks to even be seen and yeah. the healthcare system is broken because the family is broken because yeah. the economy is broken and the government's broken i mean all of these things that should be locally uh maintained have become federally like the government has taken over the healthcare industry to where you can't have towns with small doctors that do home calls that really is the bottom line if we could go back to having doctors that do home calls in yeah. each and little nurses. and nurses have their own community then that would be amazing so with women being nurses or doctors or teachers none of this is like oh, a woman cannot be a doctor a woman cannot be a teacher it's like no do it in your own home in your own local area it would be wonderful if you're a nurse that's an amazing skill do it for your local community work from home have your own business you control your time if you want to be with your family this week then you're with your family this week if you've got chores at home and responsibilities at home you do those and then you can go out and bless your community what we've spoken about is the life cycle of ladies it's different to men so ladies you want to have children between the ages of 18 and 36 that's a window that you want to give all priority to your own children, your own family. By the age of 40, your children are probably gonna be teenagers. They're probably gonna need less nurturing, less time from you being full-time mom. Now, if you wanna to go to college, let's say you go to college and become a doctor. Let's say that takes seven years. And let's say you graduate, worst case scenario, at 50 years old. You're now a 50-year-old doctor who has 30 years of life experience, 30 years of skills in the home, 30 years of dealing with sick children, 30 years being in your local area. And now you've got 20 to even 30 years ahead of you of productive, fruitful work. You know, if you're a nurse, it's probably you'd probably go into healthcare because you really love people and want to heal people. But if you're working in some huge industrial hospital system where it's all about profit, it's all about pushing pharmaceuticals, it's all about government grants and all of that kind of stuff, you're gonna to start to hate your life. But if you're working for yourself or a small town doctor where it's the people that you, you're, you're dealing with your children's friends' parents. You're dealing with your children's friends. You're dealing with the grandparents of your children's friends. You're dealing with your cousins. You're dealing with people that you've gone to their businesses. How empowering is that to be able to serve and love your local community? Scale is everything here. And so we're not saying woman can't be a teacher, woman can't be a doctor, woman can't be a nurse or whatever you wanna go and be first, prioritize 18 to 36 prioritize being a wife being a mother having children having children <laughs> and so after that you've got 20 30 40 even years of productive life where you can go and be productive and serve your local community if that's what you really want to do and if that's what your husband thinks is good for you i mean uh, we're talking mm -hmm. about comments on submission. submission and i'd say a lot of times like when the children are out of the home and it's just the husband and the wife, a lot of times the husband is like, yeah, like I'm excited for you. Like if you're happy this about your this, then your passion. yeah. And so I think it's a straw man argument to say like, well, women and a lot, there were a lot of, this is not the only one uh, about the doctor's thing. A lot of comments about, well, like hope you never need a, a woman doctor. And it's like, you know what? We're grateful for doctors that when we need them, it's a blessing, but there is a better way. And that's where we're coming from. This yeah. is like, there's always a better way. And when you see these women that were career doctors their whole life and you look at their family, more often than not, their family has been dysfunctional. 
they have been away from their home and when they do come home, they haven't been present with their children and you can see the fruit of that from their lives. And I'm talking about more often than not. And so we just want to say there is a better way. You don't have to live that life. Mm-hmm. And and I think this comes down to understanding the times. So as a young lady, you have to understand the times. This goes back to our previous video where we talked about discipling your context. The world, the popular culture tells you, you can do anything a man can do. You have the same times as a man. You have the same abilities as a man. You have the same purpose, hardware as a man. That's not true. Ladies, you have different times. 18 to 36 is the only time that you have to focus and be prioritized on being a wife and a mother. After that, you've now got a different time scale. For men, it's the opposite. 16 to 36, if you don't make it financially, by the time you get to 36 and you haven't made it financially, people start looking at you like you're a failure. People start looking at you like you're a bum. And so the times are different. It's not the same for women. If a woman is just a wife, if a woman is just a wife and a mother at 36, she has high honor. It's like, wow, praise God. But if a man is not married, does not have a family, is not financially successful at 36, people start to ask questions like, oh, he messed his potential. He ruined his life. He got off track. And praise God, there's grace for both, right? There's grace for ladies. There's grace for men who have not dealt with their times the way they were supposed to deal with their times. Praise God, there's grace and there's wisdom and there's miracles out. You know, we pray for that. But... To be wise is to understand your times. Yeah. And I think this goes into the next question that she uh, said for her part two. We saw on TV some family with extreme religious beliefs that tried to force their children to obey their parents' faiths, morals, way of living. And it seems to always turn into failure. What would you do if one of your daughters really wants to study and be a nurse or a doctor? Would you accept to help her being what she wants? Or would she be an obligation to cut off and do her studies by herself? We all know that kids don't do what we want, even if it's strong family beliefs. How would you manage this? And so here's a huge thing. You know, the Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. And so many people, you know, they think like, oh, kids didn't turn out. It's like, you sent them to public school. They watched six hours a day of media. They were around other children who weren't, didn't have your, their families didn't have your beliefs. Of course, they're going to turn out just like the culture. Of course they're gonna turn out just like the world wants them to, not how the parents want them to. And so this is a huge part of culture building, is having a family life that you are the dominant culture. You know, you cut out media, you cut out government school, you cut out propaganda and fear and outrage. Bad children that you don't want your kids spending time with. And all of these things are very hard to do. So that's why they must find these crazy families and make spectacles of them. You know, there are far more families who have, who are extreme religious families who have done amazing jobs at raising their children. Their children have turned out wholesome and functional and have gone on to their purpose because that is the whole purpose of fathering and mothering is to say to your children, number one is to leave a legacy to them to, to carry on. But number two is to say, what is the purpose that God has put in your life? Here's how how to go about it. I'm going to help you. I'm going to disciple you to be able to achieve what your purpose in life is. And I was going to say with um, the whole thing of like, what if they want to be a nurse or, Mm -hmm. and what's really cool is when you're homeschooling your children, you can actually see where their skill sets are. So when we were at the Amish shop and that, um, 
the older lady that was talking to us, she was like, we could tell from young that our sons were going to be farmers. So they literally moved to Indiana where there's cheap land so their sons would have the opportunity to buy land mm-hmm. and become farmers. That goes the same for if you see that your daughter has the potential to be a nurse. It's like, wow, I am going to teach her all that I can yeah. about herbs and how to forage herbs and how to make home apothecary stuff and how to be a nurse mm-hmm. to her family. Midwifery, yeah. healing. And you can go to classes and courses Mm -hmm. on midwifery in like a very Christian setting. You don't have to go to University of Kentucky to be a midwife. Yeah. And that's the great thing is is saying what would be best for your son or your daughter. You know, so what would be best for your son is not to go into huge debt to buy a farm and then have to, it's like, no, we're going to try and go and buy buy land for our son to be able to take on. Same with the daughter. It's like, what would be best for my daughter? To go and become a slave, a debt slave to some huge university debt and then go into a hospital system that will destroy her soul for pharmaceutical profits? Like, that's not the best for her. But she really wants to heal people. Well, praise God, there are a thousand more ways to learn how to heal people and do that while still having what is best for a wife from the age of 18 to 36 is to get married and have a family. And then with all those skills of being a nurse for your own family. If she wants her own business from home, she can run her own business at her own time from home. You Making know, tinctures and oils and... Midwife house calls. Yeah. Uh, wound healing. Like, there is no shortage to doing your gift outside of the university-approved system, of the media-approved system, of the corporate-approved system. Just because we think that that is the way to do it doesn't mean there aren't a thousand other ways to do our talent or our passion or our skill. And when it comes to these TV shows, obviously I feel like a lot of people will know this already, but they take like the worst case scenario. We, I feel like, have been um, brainwashed from media that the Amish are these like demonic people. But if you actually meet them, it's like way more often than not are they wholesome. Mm -hmm. And when you hear these stories of these crazy situations of people coming out of the Amish, like, yeah, there's exceptions where people don't want to be Amish anymore, but it's not these always these crazy extreme circumstances yeah. that are put on, what is that show, TBS or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I said it's like, is there abuse in every community? Of course. Is there dysfunction in every community? Of course. And it's like, if you want to go around and chronicle all the abuse and dysfunction of your local town, you will find a demon under every rock. Like, you will find nightmare stories on every block and so that's why you don't watch all these media horror stories because they put into your mind these things that are like oh my gosh you won't believe all the dysfunction in the world meanwhile we just keep sending our children to public school we keep sending our parents to old age homes we keep sending our minds to the to los angeles we keep uh, indentured and embonded to all of these universities and corporations and it's like we're so blinded to our own dysfunction we're so blinded to our own helplessness that we just love to look at other people and and distract ourselves by critiquing other people. So to wrap this all up, you know, what do we do about woman's purpose? It's not squash it. It's not become a robot or become some, uh, you know, those red dress, whatever that the meme is that they always yeah. show up at the Capitol and like red dresses, what Handmaid's Tale or yeah. whatever. Like, 
none of that is true. It's like if you love your daughter, you're gonna you're gonna push her talents and her passions, and you're also gonna prepare her for her times. Same for your sons. You know, the the easiest way to make a um, comparison to sons, you know, would be in this current culture. It's sending girls to college and sending girls to the workforce. It's destroying her purpose just the same way as you sending your sons to go and sleep with a hundred women at college and go and waste all their money in debt and consumerism at their job. It's the same thing. It's the same culture. And that's why both of those things are the norm. But we're saying to our daughters, no, like you want to be a wife and a mom. And you're saying to your sons, you want to be a patriarch and work at your purpose, crushing your domain, become high value and high honor in your hierarchy, marry a young lady, have children, build a legacy. These are the purposes that God has put before us. And we must rightly see the times that we are in. So we just bless you guys. It's not easy because we haven't been raised in this. It's not easy because we don't see it if we're just around the, the popular culture. And so it is hard. It is hard to try and live different to the culture. It is hard to try and keep your vision and keep your faith when all around you, the culture is screaming that you're doing it wrong. Yeah, so we bless you and we hope that this is encouraging. Praise God.